0: Welcome back to the show. Uh, if you're joining us, uh, just joining us, give us a call on our buzz line. Uh, we were talking to Richard Zussman about um, the housing announcement made by Prime Minister Trudeau today, uh, promising 40,000 new homes to be built in the city of Vancouver and over the next decade. Uh, it's interesting that the federal government is um, uh, is actually going city to city. It's not like, sort of a province-wide plan. But this is Vancouver. Expect announcements in Surrey and Burnaby uh, as well. We also talked a little bit about the park board and the fact that um, the the provincial government expects uh, the Vancouver City Hall to do further consultation with First Nations communities in regards to uh, shutting down uh, the park board. Uh, and that may take a little bit longer. It may or may not. I don't know. But I don't, I'm don't. i sure the NDP don't want uh, any hassle, especially as they head into a, an election year. Give us a call on the buzz line. What do you think of the idea uh, of a uh, park board uh, being uh, shut down sooner rather than later? 604-331-288. Nine, nine. Now, one of the big announcements made earlier um, this month was the, a national dental program. Joining me now to talk a little bit about the federal government's national dental program uh, is our contributor, Jerry Marriage judson Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? I am fantastic, actually. It's a beautiful day outside. It is a beautiful day. It's a Friday. It's fabulous. Uh, and this is a pretty big announcement when, mm-hmm. uh, when the federal liberals made this announcement earlier this week. Uh, and I understand you talked to some experts about um, what all this means.
1: Indeed, I did, because I'm weirdly fascinated by the topic. I think that dental care access to people who, I think it's bizarre we have luxury bones in our face that you then need to have full access to benefits and full-time employment to maintain these luxury bones that tie into a lot more than just oral health. So, I talked to Leanne Donnelly. She is an associate professor and director of community engagement at UBC's Faculty of Dentistry. And first and foremost, I wanted to get her first impression of the announcement.
2: I'm Cautiously optimistic that this is going to be beneficial. Anything that improves access to care for structurally vulnerable populations, I'm fully in support of. Part of what we haven't seen yet is the fee schedule that is going to be followed for this typical benefit. Like, are they going to follow the actual fee guide that provinces put forward that dentists should be charging? Is it going to be a reduced fee guide? Because that's going to impact whether or not dentists, dental hygienists, denturists, or dental therapists actually enroll to be a provider. I mean, we see that with a number of different public benefits right now because they do have a different fee guide that um, places will not um, accept that insurance.
1: Okay, so... If this fee guide is, um, yeah, less than the sort of median, I guess it disincentivizes right. them from offering and from providing right. these. Okay.
2: So that's the one thing. When I say uncautiously optimistic, it's the one thing that we don't know yet. Okay, <laughs> so, that's
1: a that's a nuanced I mean, sort of concern, and I like that you brought that up. We
2: just haven't seen it yet. So we've seen the basic basket of services, which I was happy to see. You know, I think the services provide comprehensive care to get people out of pain, to hopefully improve self-esteem through appearance. Hopefully it's also going to make people feel more comfortable with their social relations. You know, if you've got dentures that are falling out, you don't want to be eating in front of people. So it was nice to see that that was the removable prosthodontics was in there. I like the partial denture aspect too, because sometimes what happens is a front tooth has to be removed. And if you can't replace it, um, that's a problem. It's actually almost worse to remove the tooth because then you leave somebody with a gaping hole in the front, which impacts their ability to get employment, impacts their ability to smile, it impacts their ability to, you know, develop social relations. So, I am very cautiously optimistic about this, and hopefully there will be enough
1: providers. This kind of thing is incredibly important. This funding is incredibly important. Can you go in on sort of the what most people might not know about having access to dental health and how that would impact your life positively?
2: The smile is the first thing that people see. And if people aren't comfortable smiling, it it has a lot more to do than just with with getting rid of pain pain can be emotional pain can be mental Um, and when somebody doesn't feel good about themselves whether that's from actual tooth pain or just being uncomfortable with one's appearance it has far-reaching implications You know, the other population that I did a fair amount of work with was previously incarcerated individuals where dental care is offered within the correction system, but quite difficult. And they tend to get teeth removed and it decreases self-esteem. It impacts on mental health. I think it it goes beyond just getting people out of pain. I think it contributes to overall well-being and also how, how others see us and perceive us. And I think that's the other important part about this access. It's not just to get something fixed. It's also to to start learning more about the health of the mouth and how to take care of it.
0: What's interesting uh, in the announcement um, earlier this week is these are baby steps. I mean, it's not a wide swath of all Canadians here. We're talking no. about it's based on income at this point. Yeah, Some of us are fortunate to have extended health and benefits at yeah. work that can take care of that. Um, but one assumes once this announcement's been made now, it will slowly start including everybody that that, that can't get coverage through their employer.
1: Perce- yeah, I mean, just maybe, right? It's, uh, yeah, just a, you have to, I think there's a level of proof that you have exactly zero access, whether that's through your spouse's um, dental program. It can't just be if, you're, if your dental benefits at work, it can't be like, well, if they don't cover it, the government will get the rest. No, no. it's, yeah, if you have exactly zero access, um, say if you're working, like stringing together two, three part-time jobs that might not give you insurance or something like that, then, uh, then there's hope for you as well. There's a tiered system too with, in terms of coverage and stuff like that. So if you're making over $70,000, then only 60% of it will be covered. And then if you're making 80 to 89, then only 40% of it is going to be covered. It's a start. It's a start. It's it, a start. And I'm glad to see that maybe less people will have to make the decision to pull the tooth or fix the tooth. That's like yeah, what but, I'm here for.
0: Yeah, no, that is absolutely true. I mean, we'd love in a perfect world everybody to have dental and uh, full dental coverage, but mm-hmm. the costs are significant as yeah, well. So, yeah, But it's a start. And I think that's great. Hopefully we move out towards national daycare program as well that we can actually promise one day too. Once again, it comes down to the dollars and whether we can afford it. So there you go, Jerry. Thank you. Thank
1: you.